What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Guava Girl podcast. I am here with a fabulous guest, Miss Kayla Ibanez. She's a dear friend of mine. She was also in the Guava Boss Mastermind not too long ago, and this girl is hitting a, like, how much is it? Like $250,000 this year? You just hit- Yes, six- by the end of the year. And you just hit six figures, like, Jesus, I don't know. When was that? Uh, like July. July. Oh my God. It's September, right? Oh, sorry. It's October right now. Um, so she's doubling her revenue in the last six months of the year. I'm so impressed by her and I cannot wait to, for you to just hear her story. Um, cause it's a good one. But before we get into that, I want to go ahead and spill the beans on the Guava Girl of the Week, Miss Sam Phil Co. She writes on the iTunes podcast. It's kind of funny that I said spill the beans because that's exactly what her uh, podcast says. It's, ah, uh, Isabella spills the beans. I've been a longtime Guava Girl. Doesn't that mean we are Isabella stalkers? <laughs> yes, it does. Isabella is a continuous inspiration, throwing golden nuggets and juicy tidbits left and right. I listen to these episodes over and over on my commute. I'm always left with this pumped, let's take over the world feeling. This girl truly cares about you and your business, which is why she spills the truth sauce. Run, don't mosey, go listen to all the episodes. XXX, Sam, Phil, Co. Thank you so much, Sam, for leaving that amazing podcast review. You just won a pair of free classy glasses from our partnership, the Classy Network. We will be reaching out to you privately to claim them, but just be sure to make sure you check your Instagram DMs, or you can go ahead and email support at isabellasilverio.com. And if you want to earn your own pair of free blue blocker classy glasses, these are nice glasses, you guys. Like, these are super high quality. They aren't cheap. Like, you're getting the top tier of blue blocker glasses. Go ahead and leave a review on the Guava Girl podcast, and let's go ahead and get into this episode. Cool. Um, So we'll cut, like, this part out, um, and we'll just go ahead and dive right in. Does that sound good? Perfect. Okay, cool. Hello, Miss Kayla. It is so good and wonderful to speak to you today. I'm so glad I'm here. Like just thinking about when I started my business and I was first introduced to you last winter, I'm like, wouldn't it be so cool to be in Isabella's circle? And here I am in her circle and on her podcast. The innermost circle. (laughs) (laughs) I, well, I guess we can just start off like how we met. So I, I believe we were just like Instagram friends and we just talked back and forth a little bit. I was at the time really positioned in Instagram growth niche and um, became known as like an Instagram expert and so were you. Um, And we were really just both helping entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs really make a statement with their personal brands. That way they can make sales. And we were doing audits and we had one-on-one clients, but you went in this really, really profitable and very genius direction of targeting network marketers, which I would love to get into. If you are a network marketer and you don't know who Kayla Ibanez is, oh boy, just like sit yourself down because this is going to be a huge treat for you. If you are a network marketer and you do know who she is, then this is still going to be a huge treat for you because Kayla is just one of my favorite humans and she has so much knowledge and uh, expertise to share. But before we go into all of that, Kayla, I I cry every time I hear your story. You are definitely one of the most, one of the women I look up to most in terms of this is someone who starts before they are ready. This is someone who takes no shit, apologizes on behalf of 
nobody <laughs> or herself um, and goes out and gets her success no matter what's happening. So I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about your story of how um, you came to be online and um, your family and uh, just go ahead. I'd love to just, I've listened to it a few times, but I just want to get it real good for the Guava Girl podcast. Absolutely. So I had been involved in kind of internet marketing, if you will, going back to the MySpace days when MySpace fan sites were a thing. This was- Can I be in your top eight? Of course you'd be in my top eight. I'm glad we don't have to deal with that anymore. Could you imagine the stress <laughs> of picking eight people? Oh my God, the fights. Oh my God, have. there would be fights, huh? There Especially in this industry. <laughs> oh my God, I know. I can't get into that. Like there was, I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, I wonder who would be in my top four. I wonder who'd be my top eight. And then I was kind of having this political uh, election in my brain. And it was just really, it wasn't my proudest moment, but okay, go ahead. So MySpace, yes. Duck Selfies. Yes. Yes, duck selfies, but I was making fan sites for a friend of mine who was in High School Musical. So that was really cool oh, too. Which one? Corbin Blue. Shut up. Yes, he was just on swear. Yes, address. Yes. Yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been married for a couple of years now. His wife is just gorgeous. But yes, going back to those days, uh, I made a fan site and. It, that was my first introduction to online marketing. And then mm -hmm. I went to college to be that traditional college experience girl at an art school though. So as you can imagine, and I got into network marketing when I was in college because I was on my own health journey and I partnered with a health and fitness company. And it was really my first introduction to creating a personal brand around myself because all of my experience prior to that was me being behind the scenes of someone else being the face. So that was my, that was my introduction in 2011. And I was good at the selling portion of network marketing. And I was good at making pretty graphics and doing things like that. But yeah. I wasn't good at building a team because I was approaching it from all the wrong angles. And so I pulled back because it didn't feel good. So I hadn't been building in a very long time and then went into focusing more of like a nine to five job. But my family was like, we were definitely that stereotypical married, two kids, paycheck to paycheck, mm. from this bill to pay another bill, just trying to figure out how we were going to keep our heads above water and then to uh, make things worse. Randomly in January, 2018, our daughter got very sick and ended up having a ruptured appendix. And we, you never think anything can happen to your kids, especially with all things considered. Mine had not even been on antibiotics. And here we're faced with the fact that she had an infection that was so bad taking over her body that the doctors were telling us later on that things were not good because the antibiotics couldn't catch up and her body wasn't fighting it. So that yeah. emergency surgery turned into uh, dozens more surgeries and we ended up in the hospital for 436 days straight while our daughter waited for a bone marrow transplant. And she got that bone marrow transplant in January of this year. And our son was accepted as her donor. And oh, that's, 
there's a lot of little details, but that's really the gist. It's the transplant. She's on the mend, getting stronger every day. She's in school and she's thriving. And any little hiccup mm. is minor compared to what we had been through. But imagine 436 days not being at home and sleeping, you know, on a couch or in a chair and basically living there. Mm. And so it's like- I, yeah. Would you mind if we just go back just a little bit, like, because first of all, Teresa is such a light and I see where she gets all of her spunk and her tenacity (laughs) and her state of thriving, no matter her environment, she gets that from you. Um, But I'm sure it wasn't always something, I'm sure it wasn't easy when you were balancing the, the, um, excuse me, I'm forgetting the word, um, the diagnosis of Teresa when you were also starting your business. So can you take us back to like, was it like an all hands on deck? Was it debating of how long did it take for you to figure out, okay, I need to do this full time or what, what did that look like at that time? Yeah. Um, during this journey, I was basically grasping at straws, trying to go into work in my office, which was almost an hour from the hospital whenever I could because my family needed the money. And it got to a point where I felt such guilt leaving her for such a prolonged period of time, even though she was in great care, like as a parent, it's like, you never know what can happen, especially with everything we had been through, being afraid to step away for a meal, let alone an entire work day. It just wasn't making sense. But the, the day-to-day bills were still there. Medical bills were stacking up. And I'm like praying at night, like, give me something. Like, what can I, what can I do? And I started, I thought I was going to jump back into my network marketing business because it was right in front of me. So I spent months studying everything I could about Instagram and just learning everything. I was listening to all the podcasts, all of the watching all of Amanda Bucci's YouTube videos, like reading all the books, because uh, I had a lot of time to sit around and I could do nothing, but I decided to do something with it. And so I did that for months. And then out of nowhere, to me, a, a friend of mine who I had kind of lost contact with posted that she was looking for a life and business coaching client. So I was like, LOL, I think you should coach me. And the next thing you know, I'm not going back into network marketing and I'm actually taking all of the skills I had learned about Instagram and I just started teaching people. Like, this yeah. is what I learned and I'm going to teach it to you. And yeah. that's where it, it started. I never knew or even imagined it would turn into a full-time thing, honestly. I figured if anything, maybe we can pay our electric bill <laughs> or get yeah. some groceries. And then a quarter million dollars later... <laughs> It's turned into your Hello Girl, Hey Girl empire, right? Yes. And it's just, it's just, I, I, I can't even put it into words. Like people ask, well, how does it feel? I'm like, sometimes I feel like I blinked and I got here, but I know it's not that. It was days and weeks of yeah. focus and determination. What do you think is the, um, the one contributing personality factor that that attributes to how far you've come in so little amount of time. Like, like I'm Kayla and I blankety blank and that's why I'm here. 
I would say that I, I, I don't settle. Even in times in my life where I was coasting, I always was looking and like trying to reach for something. I wasn't staying still. And I think that that was, that's really what it was is I, with my daughter, I really was backed into a corner as far as I could go. And maybe that was my breaking point, but I never, I never settled. I was always looking for how I can be better and do better. Do you have advice for someone who is listening and they feel is settling right now in areas of their life? I would say that I would not want to hear that you reach the complete definition of rock bottom to do something. Looking back, there were so many times in my life where I'm like, oh, in that moment, I could have made a decision. Oh, here I could have made a decision. But of course, in the moment, we we don't. So when those cues are there, just paying attention and making moves rather than just settling for other people having control in your own life. Cause that's really one of the big things I think I did was with everything that was happening to our family and around us that we had zero control over and we couldn't change what that outcome would be. There were also so many things that I could control and that's what I took hold of and took that power back. Mm, I love it when you say that every time me and Kayla hang out a lot and she's always She's always saying you focus on what you can control, right? And you, and everything else that you can't, you kind of either have to let go of or just feel more comfortable in the state of being, right? Like we're always chasing this, you know, false oasis of, you know, we think that that's where we want to get to. And we think that that's going to be the epitome of success and that's going to be the key to unlock all of our happiness forever and ever and ever but the truth is when we're able to be happy in a state of being right now that's when we're able to recognize when we are successful and that we are happy um do you resonate with that Caleb because I think there's so many there's so many women who are and we know the truth we know it's a journey we know that there isn't a peak at the top of the mountain but we behave in a way that there is and that's why we have this constant need of hunger for success like to reach the next milestone absolutely I definitely think that makes sense and I think that there's a lot of people who are probably listening to this that know that they have something inside of them but they just haven't owned it yet and they haven't decided Mm -hmm. to to take it and run with it it's just it's it's like it's in a slow cooker and it's just chilling. <laughs> it's just chilling in the slow cooker. Yeah, and I think I, I, when I hear women who are dying to to work for themselves and they're just kind of waiting for that permission, it's it's really crazy when they realize that you don't need permission to do whatever it is that you're after. And this is coming from, you know, Kayla's on this podcast today and and she had every every invitation to like stay where she was and struggle with medical bills and um, aid to her daughter when she could, but she decided that she, you wanted a life that you could be there for Teresa when she needed it and, and live by your own rules. And I, I can't imagine being a mother and being like how you said, put in that corner. Um, so thank you for just always being a, a constant inspiration for women who, who don't think that they can, but they really need to and that they should. 
and that means so much just hearing you say that. And I have people that come to me and say, oh, I'd love to do what you do, but I don't, I don't have that much money or I don't have this, I don't have that. And I tell people, I did not have a laptop when I started for a while and money. That's so funny. I literally went to work when I could to pay for my first coach. Like, and it wasn't just going to work day to day. Like literally it was a struggle. It was a drive. It was the mom guilt just to get that first payment started. Mm, damn, man, that is, that was very powerful. I have chills <laughs> because, because you're right. And you know, we, we both, you know, we both, me and Caleb both have a lot of clients. We now have managed a team. We have a lot of, you know, we have an audience online and, so we encounter price objections all the time. Um, and I think the more price objections that you, uh, that you get, the more comfortable you are handling them. Um, but I forgot where I was going with this like weird tangent. Um, oh, like, so one of the price objections always gets like, I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money. And like, I mean, I saved, I, I rolled pitas at pita pit for a year and, I would take odd jobs and I would babysit and I worked at like, uh, I did a, my last job, like before I started my business, I was a after school care teacher, you know? So I think there is, there's never, we're never encountering the true objection of like why people say no to coaching. It's like, they know, you know, they say they want it. They say they can't afford it, but it's always the people who make it work and the people who take the risk and the chance in themselves that, you know, take, it's like, a step. It's not one step. It's like light years to say yes to going on this personal development journey of coaching, whatever, whether it's business coaching or life coaching or whatever it is, it's not just one step forward. You, when you make that decision, it's literally, you're changing your entire life forever. Um, which is why I think this little space is so beautiful because it's when we're together, it's we're around everyone who's ever made that really crazy, scary decision, you know? Definitely. And I say this to people. A lot. This is your yeah. episode. No. And I'm like, isn't it crazy? It's like a light year decision. No, but it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. And, and I say this to people too. And if you're listening and need to hear this with what I've done in a year, imagine where you could be a year from oh now, God. if you just decide, because again, I'm not some fancy person that had all of these things handed to me or all of this Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what word to use this opportunity, like literally was the complete opposite of opportunity, if, yeah. depending on how you look at it. And I made it my opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also, I was talking about this with a couple of clients this week of your vibrational being, like when you vibrate at a low energy and you're kind of operating from a place of fear, scarcity, or unwillingness to change, um, you're not going to see opportunity, right? Like you just don't see it. But Kayla and I, we both had done this work before we even started business coaching, Instagram coaching, whatever. We both had these life experiences and this, um, you know, this, this shit that we had to work through in order for us to vibrate at a higher frequency. And I think when, whenever you're operating as your highest self or when you're just operating from a place of pure enjoyment and love and joy, you see more opportunities, right? Like it's crazy how many opportunities I see all the time and I have to choose like which avenues to go down. Um, 
I don't know. Does, do you like, do you feel like this is true? Because this is something I've been toying with the idea of like opportunity versus the the state of being that you're vibrating on. No, that makes sense because I feel if I stayed in that victim mode and the woe was me yeah. before I started doing anything, like it wouldn't have worked. The oppor- like I wouldn't have seen Megan's post. I wouldn't have started to do all this research. Yeah. If yeah, if yeah. I stayed in that that victim mode. That's what, yeah, I I totally agree. Um, oh, this is a really fun impromptu conversation. I love this. So yes, let's go back. Let's go back to, to you and like how, how crazy it was that you grew your business. So let's transition, shift gears for a second, because I want to just talk about, you know, six months ago you were, you know, a year ago you were not making any money in your business. Like you just started. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what was like the, take us through the progression progress, I don't, progress, the progressive path of how you got from zero to 250K. Like how did that happen? Cause that's insane. Absolutely. So I started with doing Instagram audits basically, because from all that I was researching, I noticed with a lot of people that were coming to me with questions that there were some things that they could fix that would make a difference. So that was the first service I started with and it was dirt cheap and I got so many objections. It's so crazy how many more objections you get when you undercharge. And I started with those and I built up a good amount of clients from like October to December. And I learned so much about what was really beneficial and what people really needed. And from there, I developed my signature program from everything that I learned through those Mm -hmm. clients. So that launched for the first time in January of this year. Yeah. Hey Girl Academy. So it's a group coaching program for network marketers. And that was my first big launch. So there was a lot of lead up to that first big launch. And that was really what started things as far as working with a full list of clients, if you will. That first round had 30 people in it. That is amazing. What is, um, tell us about like Hey Girl Academy and where network marketers are when they join and like what the transformation is like, because I think that is so powerful how you're able to just help so many, um, mostly women, there's men in network marketing, obviously, but, um, how you're able to just change your livelihood. What's that process like? Like, cause I've never been in network marketing. I, I've coached yeah. network marketers. Um, but there is something a little bit special and secret about it. I will say that there's always like extra, like it's a different strategy when you're building a team and selling product. Absolutely. So a lot of what's taught in network marketing and what was taught years ago and, and is unfortunately still hanging around is a strategy of cold messaging. And you probably have received them, you know, Hey, do you want to join this party? Do you want to come to this home party? Do you want to join my group? Do you want to do this? And so I work with women who have done that for years and maybe it worked years ago, but now it doesn't work and their business is slowing down. They're not making any money. They're frustrated. They see people around them doing so well. They're wondering what's wrong with them. And it's not something that's wrong with them. It's the fact that they're using age old strategies and they don't have a solid personal brand 
and a personal, like a professional identity that people can connect to, to invest mm. in. So I basically train network marketers how to approach their business like an online coach in the online coaching space rather than the icky traditional age old network marketing strategies. Give me an example of like an icky strategy and a high level strategy just when it comes to Instagram stories, let's say. Absolutely. So Instagram stories would be constantly in a, in a health and fitness network marketing company, throwing up a bunch of company stock photos and transformation photos that you had nothing to do with and saying, Hey, do you Ew. want to join my boot camp?" Ew, I've never, that sounds awful. Yeah. So the reason why that sucks and why it doesn't work, especially not now because people are choosy with how they spend their money on Instagram now more than ever is mm. Those transformation pictures are not you. And when someone invests, they're investing in you. They don't know who Joe Blow is that had this great weight loss transformation. I mean, good for him, but that's not going to help them make a decision. Mm. They, they're not speaking to anyone in particular. They're just talking to everyone. Like, oh, everyone, hello, are you there? Join my group. And it's just white noise. And people scroll right through and they don't pay attention. And so that's why you get crickets. Whereas a higher level strategy would be treating your Instagram stories like you are speaking to that one person that you name, let's say you name her Katie, and you really want to help Katie because she's a mom of four kids, doesn't have time for herself, and just wants to get some physical activity in to stay sane taking care of four kids. So you hop on stories, you're talking to Katie, and you say, I know that you spend every waking hour doing for other people, and you're ready to take back some time for you. That's why I created my, oh my God, pumpkin spice boot camp, where we are going to work looking at what? your schedule with, <laughs> no, I'm just making stuff up. I oh, like to okay. ad lib. Oh my I God. Like to, I like to ad lib. You so, need to have a pumpkin spice boot camp. I know. I love it. I love all things pumpkin spice, but like she's speaking directly to Katie saying, that's why I created this group because it's just for you, for your specific problem. That's going to help you reclaim some time in your schedule so that you can take time for you. So it's Absolutely just so different. Fantastic. Yeah. So different. It's so different. And like, it's so crazy when we make those small, cause I think people think I have to change 85% of what I'm doing to be successful, whether it's like the most famous, world-renowned, successful plastic surgeon in the world. I don't know his name. He has, um, you know, some crazy foreign fancy name, but he travels all over the world. His clients book him from Beverly Hills to uh, Dubai to Paris, all over the world. He stays in the best hotels. And the reason why he's so good is because he doesn't alter an entire face um or just alter like just the nose or does just the ears or just the chin he makes tiny micro percentile adjustments all over the face and it's instead of operating of like oh my god i need to change everything i'm doing to be successful it's like let's just kind of change a little bit here change a little bit here and then that's what like makes his clients super beautiful, but also it makes so many online entrepreneurs so wealthy and so successful. Um, like something so different as like, which picture you post, one of someone that your audience does know or someone of you talking to a million people versus talking to one. It sounds like these big change strategies, but you're still doing the same thing. You're just changing the way that you say it and how you say it. 
exactly i'm always like does that make sense at the end of everything I because <laughs> uh, i have no idea but um but yeah i think i think that there's there's a lot of value in what you're saying so low level to high level hey girl academy is an incredible like whenever i get applicants who are in network marketing depending on if they really want to join gpm or not but i always like send them over to you because i know you take such good care of them um, what are some of like the common client results that your that hey girl academy students experience and also to kind of wrap up i want to know what's next for you what are you excited for and um, obviously how I can help you in, in any regard. Absolutely. So uh, the, the biggest transformation I will say is clarity of knowing what they're going to do moving forward because it's an eight week program and it sounds long when you say it, but eight weeks is done in the blink of an eye. So mm -hmm. I don't want people to just get information and then the program ends and they're like, oh, well, crap, I don't know what to do. I want them to have clarity they can take with them. And then throughout the program, they are getting applications to work with them after not getting any in months. They're hitting new ranks in their business. They're signing business builders that actually want to join their team and work alongside them. They're getting people customers and people into their challenge groups that are actually people who they want to work with and who actually show up and get results. Cause that's the biggest thing. You don't want someone just to buy something. Once you get a $20 commission and nothing happens. You want someone to become a customer who is a repeat customer who gets results that in turn is social proof of exactly what you do. So then you don't have to worry about company stock photos. You'll have your own Rolodex of amazing testimonials. Oh, that's amazing. What are you excited for, Kayla? What's coming up next? Coming up next, I am so excited to continue to serve the ladies in my group program that comes out quarterly. And then I also have a membership that's a really great option for people who are maybe newer to network marketing or newer to me and just kind of want to get a taste of what I do. And that's called Break the Rank. So I oh, think that's I a great that. option to get continued training, but then also have access to live coaching calls to get help for what you need when you need it. Oh, so good. I'm so excited for you and the Hey Girl Academy Empire. Uh, is there any other last bits of advice that you want to give to the Guap Girls before we sign off? Absolutely. Don't just think, actually take action because it's never going to be perfect. But if you don't make moves, you're going to be in the same spot a year from now or you could be making six figures. I strongly believe that you can do it. Boom. I do too. Thank you so much, Kayla. I will talk to Thank you. Thank you for next. having me. Of course. Bye everybody.